Hello and welcome to episode 184 of the HHH Racing Podcast. I'm your host, Howard Kravitz. Thanks for joining us this evening. We are not live, of course. You are watching this as a taped episode, but there are so many big races to cover this weekend. We had to do a tape show. This one will be covering the unbelievable races and card at Santa Anita this Saturday. There's a Breeders' Cup win in your in prep race along with other big-time prep races. You can see, before I talk about, of course, my co-host on the screen, subscribe on the bottom right-hand side of the screen right there. Hit that notification bell, which will tell you when new content will arise. Smash that thumbs-up button. We'd really appreciate it. Of course, you can uh, listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or Anchor as well. Very exciting. we got to talk about this. Uh, we've got a race day blog. It used to be called the Race Day Blog. It is now called Power Picks, and these are fantastic picks, spot plays, ABC, grids, pick four, pick five, pick sixes. Now is the time to do it. We've got huge races coming up in October and, of course, November for the Breeders' Cup. Please subscribe to the HHH Racing Podcast Power Picks. All the information is not only on the banner on the bottom, but also the screen below the video player. You sign up through Patreon. It's only $16 for the entire month. You receive it on Saturdays. I cannot highly recommend it enough. You also see Pete's and Paul's uh, picks as well. And, of course, we also have a fantastic website for more information, hhhracingpodcast.com. And then finally, of course, on all of our screens here, you can see where you can follow us on Twitter. I'm at H. Kravitz. Pete uh, is at pvisco twenty eight. And Paul at PKHcom horsey horsey horsey. Gentlemen, how are we doing tonight? What's going on, Howard? Paul? Uh, everything's great. A lot of a uh, lot of work this week, Pete. Thank God we're getting time and a half. That's all I, I know. Hey, Fantastic. hey, real quick, real quick, Paul. It's a it's a real nice hat you have. I, where'd that come from? This came from the Pennsylvania Derby. Oh, I wonder. Oh, oh look at wow, this. Wow, look at wow, this. Wow. That is a very, oops, there it is. And just like your check for this show, my hat is in the mail. I believe, <laughs> is that correct? You never know. You never know. You I never mean, know, right. Howard. obviously, oh, the, obviously oh, the mail the knows who's important. The, the USPS the knows. <laughs> It wouldn't be the first thing that I've got uh, from the mail in, from Paul, so you never know. Uh, Paul knows what I'm talking about. Um, guys, also, we want to tell the uh, the uh, listeners out there and the viewers, uh, we had a fantastic show, episode 183, uh, that was uh, sent out recently on our YouTube channel with Jason Blewett, who did a great job on the show from West Point uh, Thoroughbreds. We covered the late pick five at Belmont at Aqueduct, including many bc preps there so after you watch this show for san nita please go to our youtube channel and check out episode 183 with jason blewett and the gang as we had a fantastic show and discussion covering belmont and aqueduct races this saturday guys let's hop right to it we we're going to talk about we're not going to talk about the late pick five here ladies and gentlemen we're going to be talking about the all the, the stake races on san nita there are five of them Guys, then I go to my screen, Pete, as you handicapped all five. And, Paul, you answer the question after, Pete. My only question, lead-in, is which horse are you most excited seeing and or betting at Santa Anita on Saturday? I did not prep them for that, so we'll see what they have to say. 
Oh, let's see. So I think the most exciting horse, just in terms of maybe biggest potential off the top of my head, I would say maybe country grammar, just because if he has a good performance, he could potentially be at least a contender. I know flight line blew his doors off last time, but in theory, he'd at least be a contender for the biggest breeders cup race. So anytime you can have that, I think it's, it adds a little bit more intrigue, but that's just because I don't remember who's in a couple of the other races. So that's the first one that came to mind. (laughs) Uh, anything come to mind to you off the top of your head, Paul? Well, I mean, there's certainly, you know, nothing like we're going to see at the, the Aqueduct card where we're looking forward to life is good, uh, you know, coming back. And, you know, we know that as far as the awesome again horses, we already know that Flightline has destroyed a few of them once and it'll do it again. I'm looking forward to betting a horse in the uh, Santa Anita Sprint, which I know we're going to talk about. Yeah, uh, it's a, it's a horse who's second start U.S. and we'll talk about it when we get there. Toto okay. Fino. Oh. oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. We, we will be talking about that. Also, want to mention next Tuesday we have a great show that we're also going to be touting um, on our Aqueduct show. So make sure you check that out. Plus, if you have not watched or you uh, see us live on the Aqueduct show, uh, yours truly had a very exciting day uh, today that we talked about on the Aqueduct show. Sort of a uh, uh, first time event for me. I'll just leave it at that. Uh, and also myself and Kyle Roscoe are going to, be, uh, going to an exciting contest this Saturday. Anyway, please make sure you check out the Aqueduct show episode 183 as well. All right, guys, let's get to episode or we're on episode 184. My, my mind's all <laughs> over the place. <laughs> let's get to the PPs is what I meant to say, guys. Uh, we're going to be covering races three, five, six, seven, eight. We're going to be going a little bit quicker. This is not a pick five show. So um, all you serial horizontal players out there, in case there are any, sorry about that. But we are going to be covering five stake races. Let me bring up the PPs right now, guys. Uh, And and Howard, we're going to have our pick five. This is going to be covered in the power picks, though, correct? So if people do want to see our pick five grids and picks, they'll be in the power picks on Saturday. So if you're a subscriber, great. If you're not a subscriber and you want it, subscribe before the weekend so you can get them on Saturday. Yeah, thanks for mentioning that. All of our pick five grids, late pick five grids at San Anita for Saturday will be uh, on the power picks. Guys, let's start with race three here. Race three is the first stake race. It's the John Henry Turf Championship Stakes Saturday at San Anita opening weekend there. It's going to be at approximately 4.34 Eastern Standard Time, a mile quarter on the turf, $200,000. We see a lot of horses that we've seen lately. Moyline favorite is the number one gold Phoenix who just won last time for many people on this show. And as I bring up our banners, there's the banner right there. You can see the picks, all three of us. P, let's go to you first. You're going to be going with the same horse that I like in this race, Cash equity for D'Amato and Hector Berrios. Yeah, yeah. This one, I just think I, I was looking at it, and and this is a pretty, it's a pretty even field, I think, up and down. But what I like, it's funny because off the show we were talking about geldings in in a different context. But this one is a is a is a first time gelding, which which I always sort of like as a little bit of an angle. But this one, it, it came over from France and ran really well in its first two starts and optional, you know, optional claiming allowance level. So then it moves up to the graded stakes, but it just got a horrible trip. And it it was, you know, it, it, I basically, I think if if I'm remembering correctly, it was sort of tight and then it was bothered. And then it was, you could read that in the notes, but it just didn't get the best trip. So I don't know if you got to see 
if you got to see this horse's full potential at a graded stakes level, I thought Giroux, I was actually happy that Giroux was off because I really didn't understand the ride in that race either. I thought he didn't take advantage of some potential holes. So we get Berrios, who I, I, we've talked about on this show many times, has been riding great. So I just sort of like this one and think this one has a little bit of potential. Again, we like those that are that have some upside potential. And I think this one may have it and just didn't get the chance to show it in that last one. I, I agree, but I'll, I will echo your sentiments in just a minute. Uh, you've got the one in second, Pete. And we're going to go through this a lot more quickly. All of us in general are against the, the one, at least today, Pete. They, or it would seem that way or for Saturday, of course. Honestly, it was just, this is a horse I know we all, a few of us touted on the show that we did for the Del Mar yeah. Handicap and really liked this horse. That day, I think there was a little bit more pace signed on, so it made a little bit more sense to have some horses coming off the pace. And if you could see Gold Phoenix, Masterpiece, and Dicey Mochar are all closers, and they ran one, two, three. This one, there's really no pace, and that and Master of Foxhounds looks like the only real pace um, and that's another reason why I kind of like the six. I thought the six would at least be, if breaks well, would be sitting a little bit closer to Master of Foxhounds and maybe can get the jump on the on the deeper closers. But so I, I like the one as a horse. I just don't know if he's going to get the setup that he needs in this race. Yeah, it, it sure seemed like last time was the time for Gold Phoenix, but I suppose he could win again. I just would hate the price here. Paul, you're going with a, a horse – um, I, I shouldn't say a fresh face because uh, this horse has run on the West Coast for Neil Drysdale uh, Breakpoint. This is a horse that I've actually bet in the past and has just been thoroughly disappointing in his uh, U.S. starts. But you think maybe he can uh, upset the field on Saturday? Well, he hasn't been disappointing in his only start on the West Coast. He's had Very one true. and he's won it. You know, And I'm a big fan of East Coast horses, uh, turf horses going West and uh, – uh, you, you know, and the last race uh, was off a few months layoff and, you know, Kentucky Downs, as as you know, Howard, uh, not only for the horses, but for the gamblers, it seems to be hit or miss. <laughs> <laughs> I, I understand there were a lot of misses this year, uh, but uh, I'm going to throw that out. And, and I, I do agree with Pete, although, you know, I think this too is going to be no worse than off the floor. And I'm not going to be shocked when Tyler Bay's takes his horse to the lead and tries to replicate what he did in the San Juan Capistrano. So I, I do agree. Yeah. There, I, think yeah, I don't think there is much pace. I'm, you know, looking for another one of those miles that uh, first mile up in the, you know, the mid to high one thirties and hopefully uh, he has enough uh, left in the tank. I like I think Neil Drysdale is an exceptional turf trainer, especially. And uh, I think this horse has a pretty good shot at a, could be a decent price. Okay. Um, quickly, I like cash equity also along with Pete. Now, I'm not going to show the last replay. Pete, it wasn't as bad as the short comments, at least in my opinion. I think the short comments make it look a lot worse than it actually was. I sort of like the time off, the new gelding. Hector Berrios is riding great. And I think Berrios, guys, we I mentioned him on the show. We talked a little bit about how uh, a great meet that he had Delmar. I think he's going to feel internally like he needs to prove it again at San Anita. So I'm not suggesting that he's going to win because he has to prove something to everyone. But I just think there's that extra incentive, perhaps, that might ha help Berrios even more, guys. And I still think he's going to be a bit underrated uh, in some of these races. I agree with both you guys. I think Master Foxhounds, who I've been off in general lately, 
I think he's interesting in this spot. It's shorter distance. There's not a lot of speed in this race. I, I think he's going to run a big race. The five to two more in line to me, though, is completely ridiculous. But if he was like four to one, nine to two, I would put a little win bet on him. I'm going six, four, one in the John Henry. Guys, let's go on to the uh, next race, as I showed here. The next stake, stake race of the day. And by, they only have one win in your end. So these are not win in your end Breeders' Cup races. I will tell you which one it's going to be. But they are fantastic races. And a lot of these horses will be prepping um, out of this into the Breeders' Cup. There, as you see on the screen, this is race five, everyone. Race five on Saturday at Sandy's. The City of Hope Mile. It's a grade two. Let me go full screen here. Whoop, why didn't that work? There we go. Grade two. Um, approximately 5.38 Eastern Standard Time. Another $200,000 purse. Like I said, one mile on the turf. There you see the field. The Moyline favorite is the number three, Beyond Brilliant. A speedy horse for Sheriff and Victor Espinoza. Paul, let's go to you. You're going to go with the number two, Aradeo, for Polanco and the aforementioned Berrios, who did run a, run a big race last night. Yeah, I thought he did run well last time. And, and again, you know, we, we talk about morning lines and how we don't really pay that much attention when we handicap. But I'll tell you one thing. If, if this three goes six to five, he can uh, he can beat me all day and, and, and half day on Sunday. You know, uh, he's definitely got some class. You see all the grade ones and twos and has some speed. But, you know, the cutback on turf, is not necessarily as effective as the cutback on dirt. And, you know, I, I really believe the mile turf is one of those distances that you really want to be somewhat of a specialist. And, and he's run it once and, and hasn't won. And, uh, you know, again, uh, he's certainly a main contender, but I have no problem trying to beat him. And I have less of a problem trying to beat him if he's going to be six to five. He's the three right here. Right behind him is Hong Kong Harry, the five who won the race. He got an absolutely great ride and perfect trip. Uh, Paul, it just wasn't good enough to beat to Hong Kong Harry, but certainly put in a nice effort. Although I will say the pace did collapse. And the seven right here is Kafkin Peak, also in this race on Saturday, Paul. Yeah, and I'm using – that's my second horse. I, I think in this race, that horse, especially from the hedge, uh, the rail, uh, promises to get a, a pretty good trip uh, with Rispoli inside. So I am using Kafkin. Uh, Captain Peak will, will be on yeah. my ticket and will be very likely an A uh, in my uh, – oh, oh, this is actually – this is not in the pick five, so it doesn't Correct. matter. He, he needs no letter grade from me. Right. Well, that's okay. We can still tell people how strongly we feel about the horses here. Yeah, uh, I, I think this horse is pretty good, Howard. You know, he's – and, you know, D'Amato's got three in the race, and he dominates turf out there. So uh, you've you got to think he's going to have a pretty good shot at winning with uh, one of them. Okay. I uh, know um, he has two. Pardon me. He had three in the last race. He has two in this race. Okay. Um, Pete, you're going with Aradale also. You have the three who I really like a lot, despite the morning line beyond brilliant. Why talk a minute about this horse, uh, Pete? Yeah, I mean, it's it's not overly complicated. When you have a horse that has this much of a speed advantage, it's hard to to leave them off a ticket. And I know what Paul said, and I agree with that the cutback isn't always as great on, on the turf as it is on dirt. But 
this still is a, is the most dominant speed horse, especially based on the time form figures. So it wouldn't shock anyone if this horse just got away. Now I agree. It doesn't, hasn't had a great record at Santa Anita. That was sort of why I was comfortable aside from the price with the two. And I really like the two anyway, but I think this one is just hard to ignore because it could just as easily just get on the front, go and they never catch him. That's how I see it. I, I, I would be surprised if this horse loses. And you know, guys, uh, very briefly, I, I'm against the one and the two. I, I just, they, they fell into a perfect situation in their last race. It was a very fast pace, and they both got pretty much great trips, especially Aradeo. I am very, very, very interested, guys, in the five, Prince Obama, for, a, for an exacta with Beyond Brilliant. I'm not going to take too much time here, but just watch the last replay. I know sometimes I maybe overblow the in-between horse thing. But if you watched the replay of the five last time, I thought he was in an uncomfortable spot a few times and he, he closed very well. Yes. He's got to step up, but you know what? A 90 versus a 93 form five. How much does he really need to step up? Second start off the layoff for a, an improving four-year-old for D'Amato and Hernandez. And he's going to be a bigger price than the one and two. Uh, sign me up for Prince Obama following riding with Biden. No, I'm not getting political. Uh, this past weekend, this time I'm, I like Obama, Obama uh, for a second. I just, I, I, I recommend everyone look into this horse. I think, I don't know if he can win, but he, I think he would be a fantastic horse to fill out your exacta or your tries uh, in those kind of back wheel plays that I like guys. The number five Prince Obama. Yeah, I had, that one as, I had that one as a B too. I liked, it was an ambitious, yeah. sort of an ambitious spot for D'Amato to put this horse yes. in. So you, you figure it's got to, he's got to have some confidence in him. So that's, that's always yeah. a good thing too. Totally agree. Let's go on to the next stake race, guys. The next stake race is race six. And this does, I believe, start the pick five. Is that right, guys? Uh, yes. I, yeah, I, correct. It does the late right. pick But five. again, we're not covering the pick five on tonight's show. We're just covering stake races. But this does start the pick fives, I go ahead and press a bunch of buttons. On the bottom of the screen, you can see our picks. This is San Anita Sprint Championship. It's a grade two, again, $200,000, uh, six furlongs. Um, maybe some of these horses are going to the Breeders' Cup Sprint. I guess we'll have to see. There is the field. This is this this uh, field, guys, has one horse that I believe is the most interesting horse. I'm not saying the best horse, but to me, the most interesting horse of the entire weekend on either coast and happens to be the Moorline favorite. That's the number two forbidden kingdom who had a fantastic early three-year-old campaign has had some injury issues and colic and whatnot is back for Mandela and Juan Hernandez, but Pete and Paul and myself. Wow. Look at this. All three of us have some love for the Chilean bread who won last time. On, I believe it was a big was that was that a big pick six carryover day if I remember correctly, guys. Um, who went off at five to one? Toto Fino, Pete. What does he like about this horse, ridden by as Rispoli on Saturday? I mean, I like the some of the simple stuff, the four for four at the distance. This horse is funny, though, because it's an all or nothing. So either either this isn't one of those back wheel horses, Howard, because this one either yeah. wins 10 out of 15, no seconds, no thirds. So either this one either wins or goes in the toilet. So I'm hoping that this time is a win. But I, I like the. You know, it picks up Reese not that we don't like Berrios, but it's, you know, if you're going to change, you know, I think that's sort of a, probably an upgrade, at least experience wise. And then 
if you look at that last race, you know, it was a low, bit lower company. So this is a pretty big step up, but he came back with a nice buyer. Three horses have run out of that race and all of them have won. So it's a quality, it's a quality field, even though it wasn't only an optional claimer, 40K. Good recent work. So, you know, that means it's probably holding his form still. And then I like the fact that it was able to sit off. So it looks like Forbidden Kingdom and probably Kid Corleone, there's some speed here. We know Forbidden Kingdom is going to be speed. So if Forbidden Kingdom isn't sharp off the layoff and or if Kid Corleone or whoever else kind of softens him up a little bit, I think we can have Toto Fino sitting right off and could make the move and get first run on them and, and hopefully blow by. Uh, Paul, is that how you see the paste inflection? You you have we actually all are seven two. Why don't you talk about for being Forbidden Kingdom a little bit, Paul? I think we were all pretty big fans of this horse. I mean, who wasn't in the spring? He looked like he could be a serious Kentucky Derby threat, and then things really went south. This is an aggressive placing to me for Mandela, who's usually in general, Paul, a bit you know conservative in nature. So you have to take that as a positive, I would think. Yeah, you'd have to you'd have to wonder what you know what his end game is. You know, if he where would he go from here? You know, I look at this this is this race to me how it is all about value and you know how you're supposed to bet and and that doesn't mean you're always going to win. But CZ Rocket is going to take money. A seven to two morning line coming off an awful race, but people are going to see in the PPs. You only have to go down four. And you come um, to last year's Breeders' Cup sprint, okay? This horse in his day was as good as any sprinter in the country. He is going to take money. I think you're supposed to bet against him. I think at age eight, he's over the top, and I think he's on the downside. Forbidden Kingdom, I think you're supposed to bet against him only because of the long layoff, the shorter distance, and the fact that he's going to be the favorite. Look, he could – he could go the lead and win this race by 12. Okay. Mandela, you're right, Howard. This was definitely a derby hopeful for Richard Mandela and something went awry, obviously in the Santa Anita Derby, but you know, he also did lose to Tava, Messier and happy Jack. So I think because of the way the betting, I anticipate the betting you're supposed to bet against those two horses. I think the seven has the best post in this race uh if the other speed he can sit outside of and i'm just hoping he can duplicate his last race so he's a total value play for me but with you two knuckleheads on him where the hell's my value <laughs> you know what guys i almost there's a lot of speed in this race i almost put the number four none above the law in second paul i like your clever third place opinion this is i Peter almost Miller. put him in second too i would i really i really consider it because this race smells like something weird. It, it could fall apart. And by the way, for those of you that are going to be watching Kyle and myself compete Saturday in the Hawthorne Invitational, uh, Paul and Pete, you might be interested in this. We have $200 to bet on six mandatory races. And this race is one of the mandatory races. So hmm. you have to bet exactly $200. I honestly don't know what I'm going to do in this race uh, with my $200. But um, I, I think I'm going to try to use the four somewhere, maybe on anything exact or try. I think none above the law is interesting. I know I don't have him in the top uh, three, but I just want to mention that. Guys, I really don't know what's going to happen with the pace situation. It just looks fast. And I agree, Toto Fino can sit off. I don't know if he's good enough. This is a class test, but you know what? This is not the strongest uh, sprint dirt race I've seen in, in my lifetime. So why not? He's got. I love outside posts in races with a lot of speed in it. 
Uh, I'm going Toto Fino. Would I put $200 to win on him in the contest on Saturday? Most likely not. But this is a tough race and a small field. Guys, let's go to race seven. Uh, race seven, I believe, is the one win and you're in, if it's the race I remember. And it is not. <laughs> this is the, it's, the last, it's the last one we're going to talk about. This is the Eddie D. And, Paul, I, I'm going to go to you first here in a second because I'm sure you had a, a big conundrum with two horses that I don't know if they're your sons, but I know you like both of them. This is the Eddie D. Stakes. They're going down the hill. Isn't it great going back down the hill, guys? I love it. They're going back down the hill. Six and a half, of course, on the turf. It's a nice field of nine. It's wide open. The Moorline favorite is one of the horses that Paul's been chasing. Maybe Pete as well. I can't remember. But the number four, Gregorian Chan for D'Amato, who has uh, also Coulthard in this race, uh, who's uh, all at six to one. Uh, Paul, we're going to go to you first. You are going with Gregorian Chan. But we also have to talk about the horse who you have in second. And Pete and I are staying loyal to number nine, Tango, Tango, Tango. Paul, you're up first to dance away in this race. Uh, yeah, I, you know, again, I, I did like Gregorian Chant a lot the last time, and it was just left with too much to do. I do think there is enough pace in this race. Uh, he, he is cutting back. But, you know, the six and a half down the hill um, is, is a little different animal, uh, so to speak. Uh, and, and I do think uh, – probably a little better for closers than a, a six and a half, uh, just uh, straight flat. You know, I'm looking at air force red with speed. I'm looking at Goliad with speed. Uh, Barristan, the bold is coming off five furlong races. You got to figure that uh, he's going to go uh, the Dubai eight Dubai key. key. Yeah. Dubai key has a lot of speed and, and the aforementioned tango, 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 will be sitting uh, right off of it. So uh, actually may get a wide trip now that we're talking about it, but yeah, I, I think with, with the proper, uh, with the proper pace, um, I, I think this horse uh, is right in the picture. Uh, I agree with you. And you mentioned Tango, Tango, Tango. I'll, I'll let Pete uh, and I talk about Tango, Tango, Tango. I, I do disagree with one thing that Paul said, but Pete, I don't want to steal your thunder. Uh, we're staying loyal to this horse. I, I think he's fascinating. Absolutely fascinating in the spot. Yeah, and I know you I think you liked him in the Delmar handicap, didn't you? Sure did. Wasn't that your pick on the on the uh, show, Paul, I think, or at least Yeah, myself and Paul. Yeah, yeah that's right. Oh, that's right, because that was the one we used in the in the head to head competition. Yes, we I did. think. Yes. We did. And it, and he sort of disappointed. But now we're getting okay. I mean, no, right, he he ran well. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. yeah, from a from that perspective. But I do I, I everything Paul said is sort of true where there's multiple speed horses in here. So I think we could get something to run into. I think Tango, Tango, Tango is a, is, is a little bit versatile enough where it can be a little farther back or be close enough to be sitting right off that speed. So I like that versatility. I also like the jockey change a little bit. A cannon is, is sort of, you know, not the, hadn't been the best in 22 so far and Fry like a little bit better. And then I just like the fact that, the cutback. So this horse is run one race under a mile. One wasn't the highest buyer, wasn't the best of companies, but at least we know that this horse can sprint or at least go. 
and you know, the six and a half down the hill plays a little closer to a route race anyway. So I think that'll be right up this horse's alley. Plus I just like the horses that this one has run against. I mean, we just talked about gold Phoenix and those guys and Hong Kong, Harry and set piece. And, and that's some nice horses. I mean, even you go back, you see your beer and soldier rising and all them. So I just think this one at a price. And then you see that beautiful work. Look at that four furlong 45 work. Yeah. Um, first out of 39 but just a 45 work like that is crazy i don't care how fast the track is that's that's a, that's a quality work even though it was on the dirt so this one just seems to be in form and, and i just like it especially at that eight to one price i just one word of caution for people that see a work like that I, i'm gonna have to watch it i will admit that i've not watched that work yet i'm actually more concerned about that work rather than excited that that and I'm just hoping he was doing it somewhat easily because that is a very fast work for yeah. a turf horse. But you hit every point I want to make, Pete. This horse wants to turn back. He may, he's made middle move after middle move after middle move. I think this 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 distance could be fantastic. I love turnbacks down the hill. I don't like turf turnbacks in general, guys. But down the hill, especially, I think it's one of the best places it works. Um, Paul, I think he's going to be two things. I want to push back a little bit on Paul. I think he's going to be a little bit off at number one. And number two, you want to be on those outside posts, Paul, because remember that short little bend is actually a right-hand turn. So the outside numbers down the hill are actually better than the inside numbers. So I just want to point that out again for people who don't recall the down the hill configuration. I really like this horse. I'm fascinated to see what price he is. Very quickly, I'll talk about the five who neither one of you mentioned. I have Coulthard in second. Going along with sort of what you both said, I think I want a closer in this race. And he's the closer. It's more the fresh face for D'Amato again, Paul. So I just, I like Gregorian chant. This is my sort of other Gregorian chant, uh, but I think he, he's younger, obviously. Uh, Vasquez has been riding fantastic, if people have been paying attention, at Los Alamitos. Um, I see, and he's ridden this horse before. Uh, and, and that last race was a little bit wide in the green flash and the, it, the, it was really hard to close going five furlongs at Delmar. So Paul's Gregorian champ pick is sort of my clever number five, Coulthard in second, but I am fascinated to see what Tango Tango. Hey, Howard, one more does. thing on this race yeah. and I don't want to ruin Pete's stats of the day, but you know, <laughs> Jack Sisterson uh, moved his operation to the West coast for Delmar did not win, uh, and I, and I think Jack's a very good trainer, but numbers are numbers. Anyone care to know when he saddled his last winner? Oh boy! Um, I don't want to spoil. I don't want to. I don't want to rain on your tango, tango, I, tango parade. I'm going to guess it was at Belmont. Is all I'm going to say. I don't. It was at Belmont. It was okay. on May first. Oh, really? Wow. Correct. Who was it with? Do you have the horse? As a matter of fact, I do. That's my job, Howard. It's a game of information. <laughs> <laughs> Anejo, Anejo. Oh, okay. okay, wait. Did Anejo just come back and win? Is that the same Anejo that came back and won? I think so. A yeah. few days ago, that beat me out of a freaking pick five. Last week, was the favorite ran. Belmont Park. It was an allowance race. It was okay. three and up state breads. Yeah. Uh, on yeah. Uh, mile and a sixteenth on the dirt. Hey there Paul, I did I did uh, have him uh, at at two for fifty two in graded stakes on the turf. So yeah, I wasn't I wasn't super pleased about the stats, but there was actually a, most of these trainers in these configuration had some pretty rugged stats. So I'm like, well, one of them's got to win. Um, 
real quick on Cuthard, the only thing I wanted to say, because because Howard mentioned that one, my only concern with that one was that it seemed to have run its best two races at the five furlong. So I didn't know if just prefers a little bit shorter. So who knows? I guess we'll see when it happens. But I mean, who the hell knows? I mean, he, I don't know if he's been down the hill. I took the PPs off, but I know that Tingo 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 has not. That can be problematic when they cross over the dirt. I mean, you want he actually has. It looks like, yeah, he has. It looks so, like okay, I assume all the six, all the six and a half in twenty twenty two were down the hill or no? Right? Okay. Well, isn't yeah, it the uh, ones with Pete? Is it the ones with the asterisks on the? I, I uh, PPs? think so. Right? I think so. Yeah, I think Kuthad's yeah. zero for four down the hill. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was another thing. I think. Yeah. Okay. I just okay. wanted to mention that just in case people people look at that one. Yeah. Uh, guys, let's talk about the last race that we're going to cover here on, on tonight's show. And hopefully you've enjoyed the, uh, episode 184 here as we cover Santa Anita this evening. This is the win in your end. This is a win in your end, uh, for the Breeders' Cup. The winner gets, uh, uh, several different types of paid expenses. We're not going to go through it all. It's the awesome again. It is a grade one. It's $300,000. They're going a mile and eighth on the dirt. You see a lot of familiar faces from the Pacific I mean, the flight line classic, sorry. Yeah. Uh, the morning line favorite here on Saturday is going to be, no surprise, the number four country grammar who was the second choice against flight line in the Pacific Classic. Of course, Baffert and Juan Hernandez. Uh, we're going to have Paul go first here. Uh, Paul and Pete, actually, are going to go to number seven express train for sheriffs and Espinosa. Paul? Yeah, you know, it's it the, the Pacific Classic is obviously a tough read because it was such a demolition. The, you know, do you how do you judge the other horses? Obviously, you don't judge them against Fight Line, but you know, with the race being so early decided by him, and you know, you, you look at horses who lost by twenty six lengths. The horse that we Pete and I picked lost by twenty six lengths, which typically wouldn't excite you. But I do think he is a little bit of a horse for course. I think if you throw that Pacific Classic out uh, off the, you know, getting a nosebleed running with flight line. Hey, three hey, Paul. Hey, Paul. Look at the screen. If you if you throw both Pacific Classics out, maybe he just hates the Pacific Classic. That was the yeah, note that I had because I'm and, like, his form looks fantastic. If you just cut the Pacific Classics off his form. Well, I mean, no one, no one else in the race. Uh, well, Tripoli. Uh, you know, you look at three three consecutive triple digit buyers, and it's it's him and it's. Uh, Tripoli, at least on the you know this version of the PP. So, yeah, I think he sits an okay, an okay trip from there. Um, obviously, it's a long run to the turn at a mile and a quarter on dirt. The distance is not a question, uh, as it is for Summon here. Obviously, not for Country Grammar. And I do think, by the nature of running second to Flight Line, that Country and even though Country Grammar, I know he won the Dubai race, but I really think he's going to be probably overbet a little bit just because people will look at that as a win. Uh, and I don't know that that's necessarily the case. Pete, your thoughts yeah. on this race? Yeah, so my, my thing with Express Train, I, I basically agree with everything Paul said 100%, which is why I went with Express Train as well. And like, that's why you have a hat, Pete. I mean, that's exactly. I mean, this is why I get my mail first, even if I'm if you, maybe not even getting the mail. I don't even know. But let me just throw it on the screen one more time just to rub it in. But yeah, so Express Train loves Santa Anita, is good at the distance. And one thing you notice on the PPs, if you, if you could bring them up on the screen quick, Howard, is... This horse fires second off the layoff, where if you go back to December 
2020. The second one in the San Pasquale pops a 103 buyer and a win off a not as great performance in the Malibu. I mean, it lost to Charlatan, so that's no slouch. Then in the San Pasquale again, he pops a hundred buyer, second off the layoff. So right he could yeah. maybe he maybe he likes that. You know, he gets that one under his belt and then he fires the next one out. So yeah. I like that as well. And again, I, I think aside from country grammar, everyone has knocks in here. And I think country grammar, maybe he's just not as good as he was. I mean, he hasn't taken like that next level up, even from a buyer standpoint, like he got killed by flight line, but he ran a, what, a hundred buyer. The San Diego was a 99. So maybe he's just, that's where he's going to be. Maybe that's the hope is if he's a, if he's a really low price and he's not like above and beyond better than everyone in this field. then I think some of the others have a shot. Um, some people might be wondering as they look on the scroll, at the bottom of the screen, Howard, do you have a typo? Have you lost your cotton pick in mind? Where's country grammar in Howard's top three? I'll tell you where country grammar is. Nowhere. That's where country grammar is in my in my top three. Baffert has many horses, guys. We just want to, I want to mention that. So I, I I you gotta be careful the pace scenario because he might let one go and like like a defunded might get loose. Just I want to make everyone aware that Baffert has I think four in this race. Yeah, three. Yeah, four. Right. Um. Here's my thought, guys. I I do like the seven. I think the seven can win. I'm going with Royal Ship. Um, I, he's much better at San Nita than Del Mar in general. He's extremely inconsistent. I mean, very inconsistent, but I think he loves Del Mar. I think mile and eighth is perfect. I think Smith is going to have him sitting right off the lead, um, getting that kind of Taba trip. And I like him a lot. I, I I'm going to go with Royal ship on top. Um, the five Tripoli who was really good last year. He's been working exceptionally well, and I've heard some good things about how he's been working and looking. You see at the bottom of the screen. And, guys, I think there could be a bunch of pace in this race. So, Tripoli might be the best closer in this race. I mean, Express Train, who you guys mentioned, Royal Ship, they all want to be pretty close. It could get a little bit hot. I think Tripoli is the one that might come over the top and upset the field, uh, possibly. Then I've got your seven uh, second as I go and go full screen. There, he, where, there it is, guys. There he is. There, there's uh, Express Train right there. I should take down the banner. I've got him right behind me. Um, I'm going 257. Yes, country grammar obviously can win. But it's sort of, I, I agree with what I think Paul mentioned it. I think he's going to be way over bet. And I, I think, you know, he hasn't really taken that big step. A lot of people thought maybe, Paul, he could win the Breeders' Cup Classic. It, it just, I think they were really gearing up for the Pacific Classic. I mean, he was sort of the, horse that everyone thought could beat flight line and you know just his heart was ripped away from him and i don't know i just i i'm gonna go against country grammar saturday guys it just it, he seems too logical and it seems like a great spot to uh bet against as i take the banner off the screen again we don't have uh you know a pick five to show you guys we've got two minutes left for tonight's show uh final thoughts about saturday uh pete is there again a horse you were you're interested in betting the most in that sequence or anything else you want to talk about no, I think, well, I think price wise, the one horse that I like the best is Tango, Tango, Tango. If he can get the, yeah. the trip that we're looking for and if yeah. we can get a little bit of speed up there. So at least that one from a price standpoint is the one I'm looking most forward to betting or at least having, having on a ticket in one way or another. Yeah. Uh, Paul, final thoughts on Sanity. It is opening weekend. Uh, the turf's obviously going to be beautiful. The rails will be down. I should play, you think, fairly. 
Yeah, it, it should be all systems go. I agree. And, and, and you know, it's, it's a <laughs> final thoughts. Are, it's, it's a hell of a day of racing when you, when you get into these Santa Anita races, you know, the aqueduct card's not even going to be over yet. This third race in Santa Anita is four thirty. you know, we'll probably yeah. be at about the what eighth or ninth at aqueduct. So it's, yeah. it's going to require a lot of concentration, which I'm typically not good at. <laughs> yeah. No, nah, it's going to be fantastic. Hope everyone's going to bet Santa Anita this Saturday. Again, please look into uh, subscribing to our power picks. You can look down below the video player. You can cash big. We've had a fantastic 2022. And last thing, and we'll mention this on the Aqueduct show, which everyone should also watch, episode 183, which is just came out on the, on the, on the YouTube channel recently. Watch myself and Kyle compete, as you can see on the banner on the screen, Live on YouTube, 3 p.m. Eastern. All you need to do is go to the YouTube banner and just type in Hawthorne Racecourse, and you can see myself and Kyle competing live against some of the best handicappers in the country to try to win a BCBC seat in what is called the Hawthorne Invitational. That's will Matt Miller. Will Matt Miller be participating? Uh, full disclosure: Matt Miller was obviously invited, but he's going to be visiting his daughter at college, and so he's not able to compete in that. But I'm I'm sure that uh, he will be in it uh, next year. So no Matt Miller due to uh, family obligations, which are always more important. But uh, he he'd love to be there. Uh, and How Howard, we could we could put a link on the website too in case people forget where to go. We could always put a link to to the live stream yeah. and and to whatever else if there's if there's a leaderboard or whatever else we want to put out there. We could yeah. put that on the Actually, website. Actually, we put on the power picks. I think would be a great idea. So oh yeah, that too. That yeah, well. yeah, yeah. Just so did the power have... picks? Uh, is the power picks given out any pick fives recently? Um, <laughs> let's see. Two weeks ago, I crushed a pick five. Last week. Pete, can you remember? I can't remember. Oh, Paul Halloran crushed the pick I five. Mean, I mean, I, I think it first. was at this day, right? Wasn't it this day where we got these nice hats? And then Paul, bought me, a, and then Paul bought me a hat. Oh, uh, no. Uh -huh. Okay. Anyway, guys, we got to run, as you know. Uh, for Pete Visco and Paul Halloran, this has been your host, Howard Krabs, episode 184 of the HHH Racing Podcast. Again, please make sure you check out episode 183. It was our live podcast covering Aqueduct this weekend with Jason Blewett. Good luck, everyone, at Santa Anita this Saturday. Take care. Bye-bye.